uh, we, we got to talk about the upcoming book, man, The Beautiful Ones, man. Mm. Uh, this is coming, what, October 29th, I think? Uh, October. This is going to be a lot of stuff coming. Uh, this is another one I can't wait to read, listen to, whatever. Got to get my hands on this, man. This is going to be something I think we've all been waiting for ever since we heard rumblings that he was working on a book. Uh, and then there was an article in the New Yorker. Uh, it was called The Book of Prince. And what's my man's name? It was Dan. Um, trying to find his last name. The brother, Dan Pipenbring. If I'm saying it right. I'm guessing. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm Mr. Guessing. Mr. Dan, uh, he is the uh, collaborator with Prince on this book, and he released uh, a very great article um, of about meeting Prince and being chosen to work on this project with him and some of their meetings sort of leading up to it. I don't know how much of what he's writing here in this article is part of the book or is this something new, but I'm so like, anticipating uh this book i wanted to read a few little things from this article and there's things that touched me or really just made me like wow i'm so excited and so i'm gonna just pull different little pieces here bear with me um but i just think some of these are important um there's a part here it says the book would allow him prince to seize the narrative of his own life once he said he'd seen one of his former employees on TV saying she thought it was her God-given duty to preserve and protect the unreleased material in his vault. Here's Prince's quote. Now that sounds like someone I should call the police on, he told me. How is that not racist? (laughs) People were always casting him and all black artists in a helpless role, he said. And if he was incapable, as if he was incapable of managing himself, he says, I still have to brush my own teeth. That's very interesting. Kind of, he ain't dropping no names. Those know know your prince. I'm assuming he's talking about Susan Rogers. It's interesting how. Whoa. She, yeah, well, she, she's one on record said it was her job to preserve. You know, she thought it was to preserve his material. But it's interesting how he perceived what she said. He said, he said that's somebody I should call the police on. And then he said. He's asking the question, how is that not racist? Like, I would not. I was like, wow. Let that sit with you. (laughs) It's curious how that's how he thought about it. Um, Well, maybe we'll come back to that. It was very interesting. Uh, He says, I went to school with rich kids who didn't like didn't like having me there. He said, when one of them called me the N word. Prince threw a punch. He said, I I felt I had to. Luckily, the guy ran away crying. But if there was a fight, where would it end? Where should it end? How do you know when to fight? You know, keep in context, this is Prince, you know, closer to the end of his life, Prince. This ain't the young man talking. This is a uh, experienced knowledgeable older gentleman dropping you know his sort of uh philosophy 
and game on you. This ain't so. This ain't somebody just talking reckless. That's why I'm, my point is, this is an older dude that I've been through some stuff. This is where he's at, right? He's, these questions became more complex as racism took on an insidious guise. He said, "I mean, all lives matter." You understand the irony in that? He said, referring to the far right slogan that was gaining traction at the time. A little later, Prince said. I'll be honest, I don't think you could write the book. He thought I needed to know more about racism to have felt it. He talked about hip hop the way it transformed words, taking white language. He puts in quotes, your language. <laughs> this is what Prince said. And turning it into something that white people could under couldn't understand. Miles Davis, he told me, believed in two different categories of thank you, the truth, and white bullshit. This is Prince. Now, I don't know if other Prince commentary or shows are having these conversations, but I'm just I'm just giving you his words, so you don't argue with me, right? You know the purple. You know some in the purple army gonna be like, uh, "Where's the tape at?" Where's the receipts? Hey, well then don't no. then don't buy that book because it's coming from the same person. So you, mm. you make your own thing. But is this is go ahead? You know we talk about nigga wake up call. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Some folk about to get theirs when they read this book. Hey, I, I, it's just interesting to me. First of all, I will salute Mr. Dan for even putting this in that article because it could have easily just said, "Nah, I ain't gonna even." I don't even want that. We're not gonna even go there. Like, eh, let's just keep it, you know, light. <laughs> so, so it's interesting to me that one. I feel like this book is gonna have some honesty to it, where he's not shying away from. Again, like I said, I don't know who else is bringing these conversations to the forefront, like my man Dan. But there's more to it than just the music, right? So anyway, uh, we'll read a little bit more. He says, "I've never seen race in a certain way." This is Prince. I tried to be nice to everyone, he said. He seemed to think that too few of his white contemporaries had the same open-mindedness, even as they fetted him for it. When it came time to sell and promote the book, Prince wanted to deal only with people who accepted that he had his own business practices. He's, Prince, Prince says, there's a lot of people who say, you got to learn to walk before you learn to run. He said, that slave talked to me. That's something slaves would say. <laughs> Prince's Prince's cult. So what I what I what I gleaned from that I opened up. To me, Prince was dropping a lot of little gems. Even when he just his normal conversation, you can see where his mind sitting. To me, I read from this: you ain't got to play by nobody else's rules and let them tell you where you got to take your time and work your way and go through this system. and He's a boss. He dictates the game, not the other way around. And now he put it in the connotation of sort of, you know, slave and race type. Thing. He said, the, even that type of mindset to him, you want some slaves. You're like, he said, that's something slaves would say. <laughs> and he obviously don't see himself as a slave. So he ain't got time for somebody. This is my interpretation. He ain't got time for somebody to tell him, oh, well, this is, you can only do it. 
you got to do it this way. How come he's doing, he ain't got the experience. You got, you don't, I don't need the, your experience. I do the way I do. So I, I, to me, I just, this is very interesting stuff, man. You see the type of mentality Prince had. I'm going to finish reading and then we, we'll get into your commentary. Uh, then he talks about meeting Prince a little later on. Uh, and I implore you to go read this whole article. I'm just pulling bits and pieces that I thought were interesting. You may think there are other parts interesting. Um, he says, on Friday, Johnson, he's talking about Kirk Johnson, led me back to Peter Bravestrong's suite. That was the name Prince used, uh, a pseudonym that he used out in public, Peter Bravestrong. Uh, come back to the suite so I could pick up some more papers. Uh, what I thought would be a simple handoff between became a two-hour conversation. Prince wearing a rainbow colored top with his face on it sat me down at the desk where I read his pages. There were a few packs of hairnets off to the side. Hilarious. Uh, Sit here, he said, again, bringing over a pen and paper. Music is healing, he said. Write that down first. This was to be our guiding principle. Quote, music holds things together. Since we've spoken at Paisley, his ambitions for the book have been amplified. Prince said, this book should be a handbook for the brilliant community wrapped in autobiography, wrapped in biography. He said, it should teach that what you create is yours. It was incumbent on us to help people, especially young black artists, realize the power and agency they had. Prince had me scoot in beside him. Oh, okay. Let me stop you right there. So just to dial back again. Prince said this should be a handbook for the brilliant community. I interpret that. Let me give game and show how you can do this and operate. And then what they say? It should teach that what you create is yours. Now, I, I took that quote because, again, we've had conversations on this podcast about ownership and, um, you know, bootlegs and unreleased music and stuff. And what if, and to me, I always come back to artists should make a decision on what happens with their stuff. And you should respect that. We can... We can explain our actions of foolishness and why it's for the greater good. And I get all that. But I think we should never forget the wishes and the respect, at least acknowledge the respect of the actual person who created it. Even if you're going to go ahead and do what you do, at least acknowledge, I know what I'm doing. And I love that Prince. This book, we're going to teach you that what you create is yours. Which I was saying, assume is you get to decide what you do with your shit. Any other thing, as he would say, would be what? Slave talk. <laughs> Again, that's just my, my interpretation. Last part I want to put on here. Uh, Dan meets back up with Prince again. And at this point, they've really been going over. They, they get the contracts and really working with the publisher and getting all that stuff together. And I uh, signed the deal. And the first meeting Prince had, Prince is, hollers at my man. He was at a club. I think this part is important too. 
He said, Prince had me scoot in beside him and cut my ear. Here's what Prince asked him. They ain't even finished the book yet. Did you get paid yet? <laughs> Dan said, no. Prince said, me either. Dan said, I was confused. The contract hadn't even been signed. But questions of money, usually considered crass, had an air of scrappy anti-corporate camaraderie in Prince's world and became a kind of confronting or com, uh, com, comforting comforting reframe. <clears throat> the artist should always be paid. The company should always be paying. Now, I just, this is my last part of the fact that Prince, in the papers ain't even been signed. But what was the first thing Prince was a about his business <laughs> it was about his paper. Did you get paid yet? Some cats, oh, he said, no, I was confused. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, man. I, I was saying that I like to say, it was called purse first. <laughs> right? I like that. I would say purse first. We, we buddies. And, yeah, we good. Good to meet you. And, and Where the bread at? And I love that Prince came. Wasn't he beating around the bush or trying to be, you know, try to slide it in and all that? Just come right from the top. Did you get paid yet? <laughs> and that's how you should be about a lot of things, man. Particularly in terms of business. Not <coughs> I would argue some. I wish he I wish they had the, his his estate situation was had that same energy so there wouldn't have been no problems later on, but I'm not gonna get into that. But I love the fact that, and I'm glad that he put this right here in the article, where that's, Prince was, it was about his business. And wasn't afraid, or it wasn't funny style for him to just come right out. Hey, man, where the bread? <laughs> let's do business. We own this. As a matter of fact, let's teach cats game. So I can't wait to read this book. Uh, I'm excited, man, because... The, the, the mentality, the, the mindset behind this so far sounds this right up my alley. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm somewhat, I'm like, you, I kind of knew it. You, you can listen to some of the interviews and the, the music, and you can kind of say, man, Prince wasn't joking around, man. Like, of course, if any man who can put slave on their face and, and, and bow out the situation and take what you think is an L but then wins later, of course he ain't playing. But this is just double down on it, even in the later years. He's, hey, man, this is what I'm about. Let's do, you know, let's get it. And we ain't suckers. We ain't on no slave talk. We ain't, you know, bowing down or trying to sugarcoat it. You feel uncomfortable? Get over it. We, this is what we are. So I, I love this, man. Uh, Big Sexy, what, what are you, are you looking forward to this book? What do you think of some of these points that are brought out here from the, the quotes? You know, I'm looking very, very forward to this book. And the thing that was said about, you get paid yet? Nope. I haven't either. And that's not going to work. Um, this really echoes his beef with Warners. That whole thing about the phrase, you got to walk before you can run, which I've used a billion times. I've heard it a billion times. It, it paints it in a new, a new light. That's essentially someone telling a creative person, no, you're not ready yet. You do it when I say you do it. Prince is like, no, fuck you. 
I'm going to do it when I want to do it. And that was the whole, again, the whole crux of the Warner's beef. I want to do this album now, and then I'm going to do this album the next day. Warner's is like, no, no, I'll take my business elsewhere. And he did. You know, and a lot of people, especially business, quote unquote, heads, you can't put a muzzle or a leash on creative people. They do what they do, get out of the way and let them do it. And that's what he's all about. And I, I admire that completely because that's how it should be. Yeah, man. And, and, and Prince was was pushing that, man. That's that's what's so dope. <laughs> like, and I got I, I, I don't know how much that he finished, you know, on his writings, how far he went down. You know, there's another part I didn't leave that quote, but he, he goes to mention uh, the Michael Jackson bad song, and he, I think he says some. There's gonna be some bomb, bombshells <laughs> in this. Chatty patty, but but uh, I I I hope the piece. Or I hope there was enough conversation between him and Dan, Dan where they can really expound upon, like, you know, of course, his upbringing. He talks about his father. There's an excerpt in this article, which I can assume it was from Prince's writing, where he talks about his dad. Um, they went to a concert. I can't think of the, the concert they went to. But it was such a turning point uh, between with, with Prince in terms of the power of music and it sounded like a turning point in him and his dad's relationship uh, and, and stuff. But I just can't, I can't wait to see that, man, because, again, is this a lot of uh, family, you know, I always feel you can look at certain cats and you can see the relationship they had with their parents, their fathers. You can gleam a lot about a person. And I think you can definitely see that in here and then where he grew up and the time he grew up. All of that stuff is important, just as important as the music. But. You know, you have to understand sort of the what fuels the lyrics or what fuels a person wanting to present himself the way he did. All of that has to you have to know his 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 origin. You have to know his real I don't say his real life, but you have to understand his relationships with his family and the people in his surroundings. All are just as important as yo that was a cold baseline or that song was you know. That's why these songs sound like that. That's why he presents himself like that. This is his mentality behind these lyrics. So, so we don't just take like one song and say, "Oh, that's where he stands." Nah, man, we gonna you got to take it all. Like this, where he was at. This was his mentality as a young man. Look how he matured and what he learned and grew, and he was gonna give us a, a probably like a blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Like he said a handbook. <laughs> that's a that's a very interesting thing when somebody says, "I'm, I'm going to give the handbook, the blueprint to the game, man, so so we can so we can get it." <laughs> so, yeah, I just man, I hope I hope I hope this this book better. It's got to be good, man. Uh, there's a lot. Of, I, I would imagine a lot of pressure on this Dan cat hmm. to really, you know, what I'm saying because it ain't just some. This is my opinion. It ain't just some memoir or this. It's just the the, the prince. Nah, man, from the way Prince was talking, this is going to be on some stuff. There was another thing is Prince wanted to uh, give some history and game on Black Wall Street. That's in the article. He, he wanted to bring up Tulsa. So he was on some, he wasn't on some other stuff. He was just on some stuff that most 
don't want to acknowledge because <laughs> it don't fit the narrative of just listening to the music, which is cool. But we, we want to go a little deeper now. We, we really want to know what, you know what I'm saying? What was he really, what was he really on? You know what I'm saying? It's just a, another layer to why this dude was so fascinating, man. So I'm, I'm ready. What you, and Pooh, man, what, what you, and Pooh. Oh, sorry about that. I really like the fact that you said, with the, he's putting out there black need to do business. And I will say, I, I know, you know, we've come to, well, why we need to be like them, but hey, they, the dominant white society, they running things and they are about their business. They're about their money first. And I feel like if Prince, who's a success, who has all that money is saying pretty much get your money first. Don't, don't be great. Don't be grateful for the opportunity. And I, I think that, in my opinion, I know Mark might uh, disagree with me to some aspects. We get so used to the opportunity of being in the NFL, being in the NBA, having that record deal, being on film and television, that we do ourselves a disservice to not handle the business the right way, not get the money, not make sure that we're insuring ourselves to uh, the aspects of, you know, what are the points? What are the masters? What are the royalties? We're just so happy for uh, the opportunity that I'm glad that he's saying that because and he ain't saying it from um, emancipation time or from 1999 when he was coming up. He's saying it after seeing all the game and like, nah, you know, you're the artist. You have the talent. Get paid first. The, the other thing is, is that this might be a shock for some of the Purple Army, but I just want you to, all you cats that got these boots, these boots from 96 to 2002, did y'all just skip over when he was talking to the crowd? Or did y'all listen to everything? Because if you, if you did, this shouldn't be a shock to you. Because he was talking about this. I, I remember the, uh, the Hit and Run shows in uh, 2000. He was stopping it and dropping some heavy game about uh, he went in on Napster, like how they getting paid off of my work, mm. but I ain't getting paid off of that. I remember that. That's when he put out, when will we get paid? So don't don't act like this is a shock. Don't get your feelings hurt either. Mm, shout out to Nap. Oh, shout I, I shout don't out to disagree. Spotify. <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh fuck Spotify. <laughs> that was, that was petty. <laughs> I don't disagree with anything Ann just said. In fact, I have always been, you know, with my athletes and my artists. You know, get in the room, know what you're making, know how this is working. I remember reading in Paul Stanley's uh, biography a few years ago. You know, one of his managers was saying, "Hey, Paul." You made this much on the tour. And Paul thought, you know what? I should have asked him, okay, how much are you making on my tour? Mm-hmm. And that way, you know. And Paul broke it down. He said, look, th- not one artist in this business has not been taken advantage of. And then when you look into this thing, and, I, and I'm going to sound like, um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put on my conspiracy brother hat on now. Uh-oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> when you mark it down, mark it down. <laughs> when you look at all of the, I guess, power players, whatever you want to call them, in media, in athletics, in entertainment, they all have a certain look and gender. And none of them play an instrument, none of them 
play the game. And yet you're, they're calling the shots and I'm not in the room. Fuck that. That has to change. Now I feel better. <laughs> yeah. All right. And let me double down on Spotify. Uh-oh, Fuck uh-oh. you. Whoa. whoa. They don't pay the artist anything, anything. Mm. You know, they get these checks to artists for like a million plays. Oh, here's a check for 47 cents. Mm. What? No, uh-uh, no. I think the whole streaming model is flawed. The the artist gets nothing, and that is not the way it is. Why should the label, and they're not doing this anymore, but why should the label come to you, the artist, to say, hey, I'll give you $100,000, you make your album, I'll sell it. By the way, the album belongs to me, too. Fuck out of here, man. No, no. Ludicrous. Don't get like like Prince was saying. Don't be and Anthony said the same thing. Don't be happy for the opportunity. Hey, my song's on the radio. Okay, that's that's great. What are you getting from it? Uh, Barry Gordy, I'm looking at you. All the label heads did all that. It's, it's just it is reprehensible how they did artists like this. It's just horrible, and it's still going on. I'm looking at you. Uh, what's that guy's name? Simon Fucking Cow. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You, you lock in these kids on these American Idol bullshit deals. Even if they don't win, you lock them in and they can't do anything else. Nah, man, something's wrong here. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, you know. And at this point, too, you would think that we would know better. And some people rather just, I guess some people say, you know what? I want to get in the game so bad. I know they're about to get me, but I don't care. Yep. And I guess, you you know, then, then hey, you... You are a willing participant. I can't be I ain't fighting. I mean, well, ain't yeah. no problem. Then yeah, that's, that's I, I can't begrudge them either. I mean, you know, so if, if you don't have any other options, I, I can't be mad at you. But hopefully, on your next deal, you get your shit right. Yeah, yeah. I, you last, know, again, oh, the ahead. guy, the guys who really broke out of that label bullshit system, and they get no credit for it, rap guys. My man, Master P, I couldn't name four of his songs, but he owns his masters from day one. He's controlled his distribution channels. He owns his stuff, and he gets the bulk of the revenue and income from it, which is how it should be because he created it. Yeah, shout out to Jay Prince, man. That's nothing. Yeah. Go go read his book. A lot of game. <laughs> I mean, we got we got a little. He's problematic right now, but you got to shout out Jay Z for having the foresight to go and buy title and make that what it is right now. It's definitely an industry disruptor, and it should be. It should be. All right, the industry is broken. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, some good conversation. Like I said, the beautiful ones. Get your pre-order. Go. We we gonna be that, that's already that's day zero. We we gonna be on that one heavy. I'm actually I'm also very curious. Is there gonna be an audiobook version? I don't think they've announced who is reading that. I'm very curious to see who reads that. Uh, well, I like to break the news on that. Uh-oh. It'll be me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we know you can do the curse words. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I, I was saying, I was saying it jokingly, but shit, it would be kind of tight. They should get my man uh, Scotty Baldwin, man, <laughs> just have him do it in his principal. <laughs> that might be a little too much for people, but 
That would be a cold listen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I can't can't wait for or that. They can get different members or different people throughout his years. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just said, I, I would probably, I'm going to read it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, cause I, I got to have it day one. Actually, I'll be at the bookstore the day, the minute it opens. That's what Tuesday, be there 9 a.m. Boom. Uh, I'm going to get the hard back. I believe it's hard cover. I'll probably get the, the Kindle version. So it's on my phone. So that's what I'll be reading. And then I'll probably end up getting the audio joint, depending on who, who will read it if there's something extra on that? Because I like to listen on my commute. So yeah, I'm going all in. You know what I'm saying? That, and if it if it is as advertised, and it's the handbook from Prince, oh, you better believe. You better believe. You giving up game, man? Please, that's it. So you know they probably end up getting Spike Lee, which I'd no. be okay with it. I, I'm I just saying. I I, I, I couldn't see that, him reading it, but I don't know if he's so, you, you know audio. But you got to perform the book, uh, uh, and I think okay. it would just sound like Spike reading. I don't, but but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I didn't know until this article came out, I didn't know he had a collaborator because when he passed away, all I heard was he had written like 50 pages himself. I didn't know he was sitting down with this Dan cat and talking it out. So that means we don't know how many meetings they had. We don't know how much Dan has. And if this article is just just a taste, like you said, Mike, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a headbuster for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I would I would imagine whatever the, the fifty pages or whatever. I would I would imagine they'll probably print that as it looks. Yeah, be part of the book. Like here is his actual handwriting pages, and then they'll probably, I would imagine, if it's not that many pages, they'll transcribe it and have it typed. The second part of it, then there's probably going to be Dan's sort of recollection type of what we see in this article of of some of their conversations or what was guiding this book and different things. I would bet that would be that's how that book would be sort of broken so that is going to be a because you couldn't if they just put it out and it was just his pages it's probably would be a pr- pretty thin book uh which i still wouldn't have no problem with that but i would imagine this we're talking about it this is a major this random house big publishers and you know there's going to be I, I would not be surprised there's some, some level of explaining <laughs> in this book so they ain't gonna just let his words come out raw like that. So that's what I have my man is sort of buffer and just as he's doing this in the article, and it's not a bad thing, but giving some other context of well, we were talking about this and you know what I mean? Like, because if I, now if it was up to me and they didn't care about sale, well, actually they'd be like, just put this shit up, just just print it as is. And if they had parts on there that was kind of going in or somewhat questionable, oh, oh well. <laughs> what is this Tulsa's part? Oh well, but oh, well. But, but I know that's that. But I get it. They know they they're not gonna let it rock like that. So, but I'm happy with however it, it come. But I can imagine that's how they'll sort of they'll have the stuff in his writing with his fours and the U's and all that. But they want to have <laughs> other people to be able to read it too. So they'll probably type that out 
and have that section in there. Now, obviously, there's going to be pictures. I don't know how it got out, but there's a looks like a picture from the book uh, came out. Uh, I posted it online. Some uh, pictures of prints. Uh, and then there's some buttons I assume were princes. And one of them said Black Power. Other one was button said Prince Roger Nelson Jr., I believe. Uh, so if they letting that rock, then I'm that's why I said, like, oh, okay. They just letting it go. So I, I like that. They, oh, is this, huh? Or is the estate, you know how they be selling everything? Are they going to start selling Black Power buttons? Yeah. <laughs> If, it, if okay. it's the one that's from France, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll be waiting. Uh, but since you want to monetize everything you had, why don't you start? Well, let's see if they put that one up there for sale. Let's see who wears them. <laughs> ah! I'm joking. But I'm not. But anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all excited. I know y'all got a lot to say about this. Please leave it in the comments. We want to know. We definitely want to know. Um, anything else I'm forgetting, uh, Prince-wise, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, nah, can't think of anything. Uh-uh. All right, all right. Uh, man, shout out to uh, all of the, the Prince family and fans out there. Um, I'm trying to think who, some people got stuff going on. I, I see Andre Simone, shout out to him. He, Look like he's working on some new stuff. He's dropping some videos, the band rehearsing and some live concert. I, I hear that the return to the funk is coming, so I'm all ready for that. I see uh, the MPG. They continue to do their thing out there, uh, playing and whatnot. Uh, didn't the Revolution play the halftime show? Yes. Uh, yes, they played the Vikings home opener last week. Yeah, salute. That was, that's dope. That's dope. And mentioning the MPG. So, say it again. I said I see they ain't on code. What's that? I help me out. No, I was saying the NFL boycott. I'm like, oh, you playing the NFL halftime show? Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. You know. <laughs> uh, shout out to Liv Warfield, definitely. Uh, she wrote on Twitter a couple days ago. I think yesterday, she was in Minneapolis rehearsing with the MPG. She's walking through downtown and runs into Jimmy and Terry. What? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. Don't let me run into Jimmy. I'd be <laughs> dick right. Pause. So I'd be, Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, man. Terry, man. Let me, what about that time? Youngin. Calm down, bro. When, that, when you did the funk, when you did the bass, and like, huh? I'd be like, who is it? Whose man is this? But anyway. See, Mike, you're cooler than I am. <laughs> I would be like my man off that episode of New Girl when he saw Prince. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 uh, hilarious. All right. Well, let's, uh, yeah. So shout out to everybody doing that. Uh, the family. I know they, they out there active. St. Paul, man, he, he stay getting the bag. He, he, he stay working. That's my dude. Shout out to St. Paul. He got a podcast. I don't know if it's out yet, but. He's working on a podcast. Shout out to him. Uh, Brown, Mark, I see. They putting out music, you know, with the bad boys at Paisley. Uh, Cats from Maserati, active. It's good, man. Cats, they should, everyone should keep doing their stuff, man. 
Um, of course, Morris, stay back. Stay on the road. It's, ain't going to never stop until the casket drop, which, which ain't going to happen for a while. And like I said, when that book dropped, day one, please let Morris do the audio book. Just let him read it himself. That would be so dope. Um, man, we, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah, that would, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would, I wouldn't even read it. I would just listen to that. I, I want to hear him. That would be dope. Like day one, man. Um, all right, let's get up out of here. Um, any last thing? Uh, Big sexy. Where can I find you online? Same places as usual. The same stomping grounds over at Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Instagram, Mark Wiggins. And Twitter, WSE Mark. And I got a like from my girl, Ida, last night. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. And Pooh. All right. Well, in a minute, well, in a minute, you can catch me changing the diaper. Got it. <laughs> hey, that's the real word. But online, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and at Pooh. And uh, got some things in the work. Hopefully, they come to fruition in the next month or so. All right. Always, you can find us at podcastjuice.net. Damn, people have websites anymore, I guess they do. Um, but check us out on YouTube, um, Twitter, Facebook, uh, even Instagram. Um, but yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hey, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. Love us for tomorrow. Even far away, never been a sorrow. Cause you occupy my